What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This week, we are talking about a saying that hurts the very fibers of my soul um, and makes me want to do violence on a, a catastrophic level. Uh, not really, but I think about it. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about that's how we've always done it. And that saying, when it applies to anything, when it applies to entrepreneurship, when it applies to relationships, when it tries to a corporate leadership role, any leadership role, it's just one of the worst things ever and probably the worst possible reason to continue to do something a particular way or do it at all. Um, so that's what we're talking about this week. Hey, as always, the show is brought to you by, that's right, TravisCrutcher.com. Took out the confusion for you and me. And also TeamHomeLifters.com. That's just a space. Go over and check that out and enjoy the show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, Harry, go and drive, love Hey, what's up? Here we go. Hey, and welcome. We're live live. <laughs> we're we're living the life. <laughs> um, a life. We're alive. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. How about you? Good. You know what? I have probably one of the greatest compliments I've ever had in my life this week. Really? Yep. And I'm going to share it with you and everyone else <laughs> here right now. Here right now. Um, Lean in. <laughs> someone, someone who I've worked with a little bit in the past, um, they said to me, I'm going to just direct quote, okay? Okay. It's my show. Right. Uh, they said, you know what, man? I fucking hate life coaches. <laughs> but I love your shit. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, like, I was like, maybe is. I'll just rebrand the life coach for people who hate life coaches. There you go. I think that'll be my new thing. That's not bad. I'll just start marketing myself as that. I, I think it's a uh, common misconception. It's probably not far from the truth. Once you've worked <laughs> with me, you're like, oh, that's not how that's how I thought that went. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think there is a uh, misconception about life coaches and success coaches and all that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, is there, though? Ah. Maybe it's because I think that because I know you. Right. Since I'm the one you know the best, right. it's probably not, you're probably not a great litmus test That's for, true. um, could no, be. there's a lot of, there's a lot of cheese dicking. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about, no. cheese or the other. Um, <laughs> this week though, it's, this week is going to be fun. Uh-huh. I advise, you know, wherever you are, if there is a buckle that you can put on, uh-huh. go ahead and buckle up. <laughs> Sit down and buckle up. And here's why. Because this is a topic that that you know is yes. like uber passion point for right. me. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like it's gonna go we may go a little left to center. Yeah. Okay, we may we may lose some of the some of the more uptight folks on this one. Yeah, and no, that's I know this topic fires you up. It does. I can I could see your feet were already starting to have little flames around. When I them. decided to talk about it, like <laughs> we there was a look of studio. disturbing glee in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, true. So what we're talking about this week, and you may have taken a little bit from the title if you're tuning in right now, it's it's the worst saying on the planet. <laughs> um and it's that's why I put it in quotes, because I would never say this. I would punch myself directly in the mouth if I did. Ooh. Trust it. And so I'm going to say it in quotes here okay. so I don't have to punch myself. Right. Yeah. No, we don't want that. Um, it's going to be hard to host It's how friend. we've always done it. Yeah. And this phrase <laughs> is thrown out of people's faces in response to generally me asking, hey, why are we doing it this way? Right. 
And well, it's how we've always done it. It's how we've always done it. And and I cannot think of a worse reason on the planet to continue to do something a particular way or at all. Like there's <laughs> times where the thing you're doing, yeah. you don't have to do it all. That's true. But it's how we've always done it. <laughs> well, I think for some people there is some comfort in this is how we've always done it. Oh, please. Ta- yes. Right. And Thank so you for right. giving me one of the fiery talking points <laughs> that I want to go after. But so there's, there's this routine and they're just set in the way and it just... You don't even have to think about it. You just sure. do the thing, sure. do the thing, do the thing. Right. Um, man, where to begin? So first <laughs> of all, I am a creature of habit. I like routines. Yes. I like knowing what I'm doing and what I'm doing. Yes. But I don't like doing nonsense. Okay? And so that's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. And, and I'm going to quote a great man. Okay. I'm going to quote Buck James, as yep. I often do. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag Tomahawks. Yep. Um, you get complacent, you get dead. Yeah. Okay? Comfort breeds complacency. And... In any organization, in any relationship, in any space you occupy, once you get comfortable in doing a thing a certain way, mm-hmm. you're going to get complacent in how you do it. And so, you know, the, what they like to use in the corporate sector, this is the one that always used to really get me really excited when I heard it, um, <laughs> because I come from a world of SOPs, right? right? Standard operating procedures. This is, and, and there's a difference in how that's used in the military versus how the word processes processes this is our processes right how that's used in the corporate sector processes are no deviation right right Right. this is the way you do it right standard operating procedures are man this is your fallback right Right. so like for example battle drills if we're talking about battle drill four alpha there's a certain way to react to ambushes right yes certain way to do that right and this is so everyone on the planet understands base value how to do this. Right. There's a textbook way so everybody has this basic knowledge of what to do. Right. So if one day I wind up right. with 242 alphas in my stack, <laughs> right. they know the basics of how to do Battle Drill 6 in a clear right. room. Right? right. We're not lost in the sauce totally. Right. You're not number one, man. But you're... <laughs> so there's a difference between SOPs and procedures. Procedures are things that become ingrained into the culture to the point that there's no deviation allowed. Right. This is the way you do it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, in my head as you're saying it, I see, like, it's almost like a cartoon of, like, push the purple button, set thing on shelf. Yes. Take thing off shelf to put to conveyor belt. To, and it's like, well, why are you setting it on the shelf? Well, because that's what we've always done. Right, but what's the what's the purpose? Well, there's no purpose. Is what we've always done. Right, so you're you are you could take out a step, save some time, save some effort. Easy. <laughs> and here's here's why it's a problem for me. Okay, and this is based solely off of I mean, ninety percent of this passion and fire for this topic comes from my time in the corporate sector. Yes. Yeah. Because where I where I grew up in the military, it was like bottom up feedback was recommended. It was yes. encouraged, and we wanted to hear new ideas. We wanted to innovate. We wanted to get right. better. But in the corporate sector, not so much, because you're going to have, I mean, they say that they do, and I'm, I'm not bashing corporate, right. don't get me wrong. Right, and it, it's not every single place. No, 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 no. And and the problem is, it's not all the people. Right. But you're going to have key individuals in an organization that go, well, that's how we've always done it. Right. And it's because of that complacency. It's because they joined the corporation 20 years ago, and that's the process that they right. learned, and by golly, we're going to do that today. Right. And it, it works, so we're just going to keep doing it. Right. But I don't drive a fucking Model T, do I? Right. <laughs> so think about it in those right. contexts. If And the, the reason I say that is because once you start saying things like, this is the way we've always done it, and it becomes accepted as a cultural norm, right. 
you stifle innovation. Yes. You stop people idea sharing. Right. Because they, they look around and they go, well, if you're not even, if the answer is, this is the way we've always done it, and they say it with that kind of blank, glazed over face. Right. Like, you immediately are like, oh, I should probably keep my idea to myself then. Even though maybe you have some great way that you can use the new technology that the company has spent, you know, a million dollars on to make everything better, but you're coming up against this brick wall that's like, no, this is how we do it. It's the way we've always done it. Right. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example mm-hmm. of the first time in leadership this, this came to me um, <laughs> and became like an oh crap moment for me, yeah. right? An aha moment. Early leadership, <clears throat> I had to have my soldiers lay out two vehicles worth of equipment, mm-hmm. okay? So what do I do? I give them the manual, right? right? I give them the picture book. I say, here, go do it like this. Right. Why, yeah, Sergeant? Like because this is how we've always done it. And these guys go down there, <laughs> and I'm telling you, they're down there for probably three, three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of them. It's not like one guy. Right, right. Um, I mean, it's a substantial amount of equipment sure. that's getting laid out. It, it's, it's, it's a lot a of lot. stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Um, they got to look for things. I get it. Right. It takes time. But I go down there after 1 o'clock. They've been down there since 9 yeah. You go down there after one o'clock, it's not done. Mm-hmm. And I get it, they I gave them lunch, sure, but it's not <laughs> even close. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is the disconnect here? Mm-hmm. And that was the first moment in leadership where I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of like forcing the function here. Yeah. I'm making them do it this picture way. But there's a thousand and one ways to lay that stuff out. And so mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Screw it. Epic failure on my part today. I didn't blame them. <laughs> right. I was a little annoyed. Right. It wasn't like they got off scot-free, but right. I was like, okay, here's the deal, fellas. Tomorrow we're going to try this again. Mm-hmm. Just show up tomorrow. No big deal. Inshallah. So they go home. They come back the next day. I go, here's the deal. I don't care how you lay it out. I don't care where things are at mm-hmm. on the tarps. I don't care. As long as when I go down there, they both look the same. Right. Totally make it up. Because what I was doing was I was imposing a process that was unnecessary mm-hmm. for the in-state goal. Right. 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 I was forcing people to do something my way. Yeah. When there's a thousand other ways to reach the same exact goal. Right. And you aren't down there doing it. They no. Are. If it was you doing it and you liked the way that picture, it felt right to you. Like, okay, we're going to lay all this stuff out just like this. But to the other guys that are, you know, maybe leading amongst the others, if that doesn't make sense to them and they're trying to give instruction, it's much harder to instruct on something that is completely against your grain. Right. The other thing, the other thing is processes will become antiquated and the people imposing those processes have no idea right. because they're not down there doing it. Right. Like same exact, exact same example. I had lieutenants come down to do property inventory sometimes and they're like, where's the, this thing? And everyone's like, we don't have it. Was well, it that. on your short? No, dumb, dumb. We don't have those anymore. Right. They don't exist. It doesn't exist. Right. But they're going off <laughs> antiquated information. Right. Trying to, to hold you to a standard. Printing out the same list. Because that's how we've always damn <laughs> done it. 1776. And so that, that's just one of the problems. Right. But let's talk about like an overarching impact that's going to, because here's the deal. Harping on processes and saying this is the way we've always done it. That's going to be, it can turn into long-term impact. But the reality is, like, it's a short-term thing where, realistically, half of the people are going to blow you off and do it their way anyway, right? right? But let's look at the overarching impact when it comes to any situation. So this this applies to entrepreneurs. This applies to relationships. This applies to leadership and business. This, trust me, jot this down. <laughs> right. 
We'll wait. Is the overarching <laughs> impact is it causes when we stop start stifling people's ideas, mm-hmm. start stifling innovation, that it doesn't matter how good your thing is. This is the way we've always done it. When we start doing that, we start disenfranchising our people, mm-hmm. whether it's in a relationship, whether it's an audience, whether you know whatever it is. Like think about it. If if you were a YouTuber and you put out the same tired ass content every week, <laughs> people are going to quit watching. Right. Because that's the way you've always done it. They don't they don't care anymore. Right. Right. The same in a relationship. If you don't actively try and keep things new and fresh, it, it gets stagnant and it, it gets bad. Mm-hmm. In a business sense, when you start stifling the ideas of people coming in, then they get disenfranchised. And, and people will walk away from a shitty boss <laughs> for less money in a heartbeat. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Everybody, everybody wants to be someplace where they feel valued, their opinion matters, their creativity is free to flow. That doesn't mean it's always going to work. No. But toss something out there and see what happens. I mean, I, I personally, I would rather be with a boss that's like, well, let me hear your ideas, you know, and give me half as much money because I love it. I love it. I feel free. I feel like I'm really part of the team. I'm really making a difference. I'm I'm impacting those around me. And the thing is, when you when you open that up, you're you're doing so many more things than just saying, I want to get better, right? Right. So, like, as a leader, I always said, hey, look, man, I'm going to tell you X, Y, and Z. If you can do X and Z and skip Y entirely, tell me. Right. And here's the deal. What happens is not only are you going to become more efficient, you're going to get exponentially more buy-in from your subordinates, like, hands down. Right. But the other thing is it opens up a space for not just sharing, but for collective learning, right? Yes. Because here's the deal. If I, as a leader, can say, hey, if I say something stupid, tell me. Right. Then same goes for you. Mm-hmm. And so when you come up with your new whiz bang idea that sucks, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hmm, that kind of sucks, and here's why. Right. And <laughs> and if you can show the why, right. they learn, and then that idea they had might turn into an amazing idea because they can now refine it based off of new data. Yes. <laughs> but if you just say some dumb shit like this is the way we've always done it, it's it's gonna get stagnant so fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. It just, it shuts everything down. People aren't interested. And what's crazy from, from a leadership perspective. And again, now this is like transitioning into corporate. When mm-hmm. I was in that world, there, there were teams I was in charge of all the time. And I see them just busting their asses, dude. I mean, right. working, working hard. hard. Right. And I'm like, Hey, why are we doing this? And it was all, I mean, it was always some laborious time consuming shit. Right. And they're like, well, that's the way we've always done it. And I'm like, I would challenge them, like, so has no one ever looked at this and gone, well, this is stupid. Right. And like, well, yeah, but we were told, I'm like, dude, yuck. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Because but that was, whoever when, said that was right. a leader who just wouldn't listen. Right. It's hard when the leadership is like, mm-mm, not interested. Go back. Go do it line by line. Do it, What you know, whatever. <laughs> but But it is true what you said where people will... Just usurp the system. They will. Because they will. And they here's don't the thing that sucks, work though. Harder. They want to work smarter. Here's so the thing that, that they sucks. Can get more done. When that happens, though, when you create an environment where they feel like they have to go around you to make it more efficient, then you, as the douchebag who says this is how we've always done it, these are the processes, yeah. and you gig them and say they're doing it wrong, and then what are you going to write them up for not following your processes? Hey, dipshit, they're getting it done faster. Right. It's better. <laughs> like my boy Duran just chimed in with being able to have an open-minded leader will create endless possibilities and opportunities. True facts. Yes, absolutely. True facts. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm not saying he's saying that about me, but I know this fella 
had some of my leadership at one point, and I was the first one to go, hey, fellas, if I'm doing something stupid, please tell me. Yeah. The thing is, is I think this applies in a lot of areas. It's like even even in parenting, you know, it, it is it is a dangerous thing to say to your kids, if I do something stupid, tell me. That's not what I'm saying. But, but if you do something and you recognize like, ooh, maybe this wasn't a good stance to take. Maybe I, maybe I got too mad about something. Maybe whatever. An apology never hurts. Right. Having them explain their point again so you can explain your point again, it builds the trust. It builds the relationship just like it does in the corporate world or, you know, in any other kind of relationship. I mean, we'll take it way out of, out of anything we've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. A very recent real-world example um, our oldest plays football. Yes. He starts JV and varsity, so he's right. a busy bee. Yes. Last night was a tough loss. Yeah. There's a play that he is a critical piece of that they have been working on and working on and working on. Right. And it always goes to one side. Mm-hmm. Every single time they throw to the right. Right. He, he's a right-handed player, so it's a difficult... It's not as organic for him to turn right. left. Right. He's not an ambi-turner, folks. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it's it's you got to turn to catch, you right. got to turn to run, you got to turn. It's to It's a look. complex play that they're working on, and right. and instead of instead of his coach and him as a player going, well, let's keep doing it because that's how we've always done it. Right. They go, you know what? We should work on doing it the other way. Right. Like let's, let's, first thought was let's experiment with another way to do okay. this. Right. Let's create some versatility. <laughs> and it's not saying we're never going to run a play. Exactly. It's saying is there a better way to do it so it's effective. Right. Right. So that it works well for. All players involved. And what's interesting about this in particular is our boy mm-hmm. was the one who was like, I need to work on it this way. Right. And coach in leadership position goes, good, do right. it. Right. Gave him card blanche to go ham exactly. and do it however it works. Exactly. In all your free time, make it happen. And that for me is probably the biggest takeaway for anyone who's ever heard or even said this. Like, what do you really want? What do you really want? Do you want everyone to do it your way? Or do you want to have the most efficient, effective team possible? Right. Like, going back to my old world one more time, Mm -hmm. I didn't, look, dude, I was the leader. I didn't care if you had your boots bloused right. I didn't care if you had your damn sleeves rolled up. I couldn't give a shit less about how long your sideburns were. Right. I cared about us going outside the wire, closing with and destroying the enemy in the most effective way possible, and getting our asses back safe. That's all I cared about. Right. And so if you had a better way of doing something, buddy, you better tell me. Yes. And that's where, that's why it's so important to me because I learned these things in a position where like, we might die if we fuck this up. Right. We might die if we don't listen to each other. Right. Right. And the reality is like, yeah, no one's going to bleed out in a corporate world. No one's going to necessarily bleed out in a relationship. Right. But you are going to suffer. Yes. From not listening. Right. 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 I think the other interesting thing is like as you're talking and you know I'm thinking about just different things in the world and it's really interesting to me like when we went to school you know like elementary school you came in you put your butt in your seat you looked at the teacher sure you did your work and now with broken ha- system excuse me <laughs> right exactly and now with having kids in elementary school they really are trying to loosen things up yes. a little let there be some movement and it's so interesting because in in all the classes that we have filled out paperwork for, <laughs> one of the blocks that you fill out is, what are your child's strengths and weaknesses? Right. What, um, how do they respond to, and then there's some examples, you right. know, like consequences, rewards, you know, what's the best way to reach your child if there's an issue as far as their communication style? Do you know what's interesting? Almost zero parents ever, if they're aware, write down consequences. Right. <laughs> 
That's, <laughs> right. I'm serious. Right. That is not how a human brain is hardwired. You don't, your instinct is to respond to reward. Right. Like, why, why do you think people are getting depressed because their Instagram <laughs> posts aren't doing well? But look, my boy Duran's back in the comments again. He said, as long as we got the job done, that's all that mattered. Right. And that's a true fact. Here's yes. the deal. Like, the, and, and that whole world that I tried to create when I was a platoon sergeant, a squad leader, wherever I was right. at, was like, hey, fellas, come knock this shit out so we can get out of here. Right. Right. I was not the leader who was like, we're staying until 1600 right. or 1700 because that's how we've right. always done it. Right. No, nah, dude. Go to the gym and get out of here. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know. And, the, and like, these kids, I'm telling I'm sorry. These kids would jump through rings of fucking yes. fire for me. Yes. Because they knew I cared about them and their time. Right. Exactly. And <coughs> I, but I think, like, with the school system, with our experience this year, it's the same thing. The teachers are trying to create this environment so that the kids feel compelled to learn and to do their best and to raise their hand and say I'm struggling right and help each other and you know share ideas but this is one of those things that's such a big part of the you know even with the kids right is instead of feeling like you work for someone right. you work with someone right. and that generates so much more buy-in yeah you know like from a from a student perspective Definitely. for our younger one for both the younger two it's like when they feel like they're a part of this collective we're yes. all in this learning process together right Everything is so much easier. Absolutely. Everything makes so much more sense. Right. And and they're not afraid to go, I don't get it. I don't understand. Exactly. And I think when we were kids it was definitely like you don't you don't say you don't understand. You would be openly chastised by the teacher and every student and if you didn't get kids, it. Even the other kids who didn't get it. Right. <laughs> it was right. were still fair game. And I think that while there is a lot of things that are still broken in the school system, I think it is exciting that there are places that are trying to raise kids with some of this experience. Because and that, it's going to make the workplace better. Of course. I mean, eventually, like, big system corporate America is going to have to be forced to change because right. there's not going to be enough of these, that's how we've always done it, people right. left. Right. You know? Right. Like, biology's real, man. <laughs> right, exactly. But you're going to have the people who, I like the tall stool and then I like the beanbag chair sure. kids, you know, doing this from school who are dragging up their seats and be like, okay, well, let's figure this out. We don't have to do it this way just because we always did. But, you know, to give you a, a real corporate example of where this works and works well, and it's why it's one of the most powerful mm -hmm. companies on the planet, <laughs> Google. Google. Google doesn't get wrapped up around the horse shit, man. Right. They have rules. They have policies. They have right. procedures. Sure. Yes. But they're not going to worry about all the ankle biter nonsense that right. doesn't really affect the in-state. Right. And that, to me, is like, man, if you're so worried about how you've always done it, right. look at, has it been that effective? Right. I think the other thing that's real crappy about this is the way we've always done it is it immediately sounds like zero fun. Right. <laughs> there's like, it is. There's, there's zero room for jokes. There's zero room for laughs. There's zero room for anything that might be mildly entertaining. And nobody wants to go spend 8, 10, 12 hours doing something that is just mundane. But can you imagine, can you imagine <laughs> if when I was assigned to 123 as a private and they dropped strikers on our asses, right? never been done, never even seen these vehicles before, they don't exist anywhere and and someone was like, well, you can't do this thing that way because this is the way we've always done it. We would have been toast, dude. Oh. We would have been screwed. Right. But in that environment, it was, hey, day one private, you got an idea? What is it? Let's hear it. Right. And I'm telling you, like, I saw it happen. The, the lowest ranking individuals in that unit are the ones who wrote the SOPs. Yes. Because they were the ones doing it. Right. You can't sit up here from a leadership level and say, do it this way when you're not actually down there doing it. And that's a whole other conversation yep. about disconnected leadership. <laughs> and I promise we'll get there. 
sure we've touched on it before. But I know we have. There's always more to be said. That's <laughs> when I talk about that when it's like immediate gag reflex and <laughs> violent tendencies come out. I'll be sitting on the other other side. Yeah, she'll of the be table. off camera for that one. <laughs> It'll just be my voice. There won't be anything I can throw. But you know, mittens. It it does. This is one of the first things. This mindset of how we've always done it. Mm-hmm. That complacency that stifles creativity, yeah. stifles innovation, that starts to build into a toxic leadership environment. Right. The other thing is you can do it to yourself, too. Oh, trust so, it. So, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and this is how you've done your marketing and you've done it this way oh. for, you know... I'm going to let you preach for a minute. <laughs> three years, three months, whatever it is. If you've been doing it this way and you are seeing zero results, don't keep doing it that way. I mean, dude... I, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> that, that saying holds true sure (laughs) if if you are not getting any results from what you are doing and you've been doing it that way for a long time it's time to make make some moves make it up a little i'm going to take that thought a step further because you're a thousand percent right and and we see them all the time i'm not the one man if something doesn't hit i immediately (laughs) reevaluate what is wrong with it what did i not think of right but i'll take it a step further and it's another saying that annoys the Fuck out of me. Sorry. I tried to say hell. It just didn't happen. That was was spicy. Is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. (laughs) You you have witnessed me buy motorcycles and drive them home from the dealership. Yes. And what's the first thing I do? I get tools out. Right. It's brand new. Right. What what are you doing? I get tools out. It's not broke, but I'm going to fix it. Right. Okay. I'm going to make it better. Right. So just because it's right. not you broke. You want things in a certain position. You want to have a certain sound. You want a certain. So make it yours. Right. Just because <laughs> it's not broke doesn't mean it can't be better. Right. So if your marketing is working, great. Right. Is there a way to tweak it to make it better? Right. Spice it up a little bit. It's that's the Really, that's like the perfect time to throw something extra in there. If sure. it's working and you're getting, you know, customers, clients, sales, whatever it is. So... Add a little spice You've to got it. the perfect and fallback. See, right. And if see it, what happens. If it flops. If it flops, it's not a big deal. And if everything that you're doing is flopping. <laughs> you need to reevaluate. Then reevaluate. And maybe it's something tiny. Maybe you have to throw away the entire plan. Been there. But but that's all right. It's all right. But you don't keep doing it because you just don't know what else to do. But this is how we've always done it. Right. Doesn't it make you want to punch something? Right. The thing is, is you know, it's like I, I in my coaching world and my fitness stuff that I do and I put stuff in my stories and I do find myself coming back to the same same things this is what I put up first and this is what I put up second and 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 there's like a level of comfort I think for myself and for people that follow me because they know they know what what to expect but it's also you know at a certain point it's like yeah I know I know that we should eat our vegetables. Look, dude. I know that, you know, and it's like... Every day of the year, you can walk into McDonald's and get a Big Mac, but once a year, they throw that McRib back in your face. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. they change exactly. it up a little bit. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. It, it doesn't have to be a complete scrapping of everything that you're doing. Right. But mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> because, again, and, and what you're talking about is, again, comfort. Right. That complacency. Yuck. Gross. Okay? <laughs> complacency... Leads to being just totally stagnant. Leads to just dropping off. I mean, if yeah. if you can't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Sure, make it better, dude. Like right. I don't know. I, right. What are you working for? If if it's if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Then what are you working for? But this is the way we've always done. I just can't stand it. <laughs> All right, 
I, I could probably ramble and rant on this one for like an hour. Oh, yeah. We but do this I don't know that time. it's necessary because I'm only going to get elevated in the aggression. <laughs> and I want to maintain part of the audience. Right. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have anything to add? Do you have any one-liners to, to steal the whole I, fucking thing like you always do? I, no, I really don't. <laughs> okay. Don't be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. What are you scared of? Right. Try something new. Let other people try new things. And that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one, man. Like, you know, our kids come up with some wild stuff. Yes, they do. And if it's not going to hurt them, I'm like, let's try it out. We'll see what happens. Try it out. <laughs> but think of all the joy just in life. Right. You know, it's the way we've always done it. Maybe there's a fun, a more fun way to do it. Right. I almost said funner, and then I would have had to hurt myself. <laughs> Yuck. And then we're back to punching yourself in the mouth. And, and then it's just a that. slippery slope from there. <laughs> Anything else to add? No, that'll do it. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was the show. Hey, so I've got to say, if you're a first-time listener, you may not know this, but if you've been listening for a while, I did good. I did good on a topic that makes me really, really aggro, and I think I only said the F word like five times. Tops. I didn't count, but I, I think I did pretty well. Um, so, Yeah. I still earned the explicit rating this week, but not as much as I could have. If you ever talk to me about this topic in person, man, I'll go ham. Like you, if you don't like that word, just put in earplugs or something because it does infuriate me that much. Um, and it should, and it should make you angry. It should make you angry if you're being told that, or if you're the one saying it because stifling creativity and causing a stagnant world is just not a happy space to be in. Anyway, rant over. Travis will shut up now until I talk more next week. So please tune in for that. Um, yeah. Talk to you guys next time. Later.